Welcome to the True Safety Podcast with Apollonia Rockwell, where each week you hear from safety industry experts and leaders discussing safety culture, team development, and the future of the safety industry. If you are looking for help with your safety program or have questions, head to truesafetyservices.com slash podcast. Let's get started. All right. Welcome, everyone. I am so excited. Thank you for listening uh, today. I have a really special guest, and I've been waiting for this podcast all week, and it's a good friend of mine, so Clancy Brown we have today, and him and his wife are the owners of the, the gym that I go to, CrossFit Endure, here in Windsor, Colorado, and him and his wife are two incredible people and leaders in the community, and I'm just so excited to chat with you today, Clancy. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me on. I'm really excited too. I have uh, actually been thinking about this for a long time and you and I have had talks, um, you know, for months leading up to this. So today's the day. This is great. Today is the day. Yes. We've been talking about this for months now. And so I know that this will go by and we have a million questions. So I'll just dive right into it if that's okay. So, um, you know, one thing that I actually don't know about um, your story is just how in the world did you get started into this health and fitness, just the passion that you have in the gym? And um, you're also a physical therapist as well and um, work with companies like Agfinity and on the more of the prevention side, which we've, I've never been able to interview somebody um, that works on the, the health and safety prevention um, aspect of it all. So how did you get started in all this? Yeah. So I, I have always been, um, like I grew up in a family that was active and and maybe not necessarily in the gym so much, but, um, outdoor stuff. And we were, we were always out doing things and, um, and, and get plenty of exercise that way. Um, and then I actually had a family member who was, was involved in an accident and, and was paralyzed from the waist down. Hmm. And I was 15 at the time. And so I kind of got to see, um, you know, her progression through physical therapy, I would take her in for her sessions and I just got to watch what they do and, and try to help, you know, get her better. And, and I got to watch her actually take a few steps and things like that, um, at physical therapy. And so I thought, you know, as a you know 16 year old kid, Hey, maybe this is something I could try. And, it, you know, it looks like everyone's in there having fun. And, and, um, that was really where I got started. Wow. Um, yeah. So then I went to, to college and went, the exercise science route, uh, and then decided to just keep going, went on to grad school in Florida to, to become a physical therapist. And yeah, that was, that was how I got started. Uh, then I, I quickly found out in the traditional physical therapy setting that that was not really necessarily the path that I wanted. Um, as we all know, there's some issues with, with our healthcare system and that sort of, um, you know, kind of, I, I became, within a few years, I was really at a juncture of, is this what I want to do? Or do I look at a complete career shift? And I had become more active in, in CrossFit as an athlete. And I, I just got to looking around and I thought, man, that is helping more people that I know than, than what I'm doing in the, in the traditional healthcare setting in terms of, you know, I, I would see a patient come in and they would say, you know, my insurance gives me six visits and you can do this treatment and this treatment, but not this treatment. And I just, I remember being like, 
CrossFit's helping people way more than, than what I, I feel like I'm doing. I'm getting people to back to a baseline and then, and then I'm not able to really help them from there because, um, you know, they're not able to come anymore. Yes. So, yeah. So at that time, it, it just so happened that, uh, the gym that, that I was going to was for sale and the owner approached me and said, Hey, you know, what if you, what if you took this over? Um, and so myself and, and my wife, and then another couple came in and, and we bought it. And, um, and then since my wife and I have uh, become sole owners, but that was gosh, almost four years ago. And Holy so smokes. I'm sure time goes by so fast. And, um, you know, I, I probably echo a lot of the comments in the gym, but the gym is amazing. And, but one of your gifts is you're a, you're a people person and you care deeply about the people that go, you care deeply about, um, you know, the core of health and fitness and really seeing people improve and, and get better. And so, and take their health to the next level. I think that, you know, you and your wife are very invested in people's personal stories. And that's why, that's why the retention is there because people feel that sense of community and it's, you know, it's meaningful. And so, um, how, and I love that connection too, of what you're talking about. The PT side is also working on the reactive side because someone's injured, whether it's at work or it's, you know, doing whatever weekend activity. And so they're coming to you to help something that's already happened. And you realize that the, the health and fitness and the nutrition side of things is working on that prevention side. And right. so can you talk about, um, for an example, some of your work at, 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 at Agfinity is that you're working on the prevention side of this health journey for an employee. So what does that look like? Yeah, so let me back up, I guess, for, for one second to kind of answer the question. Um, one of the things about CrossFit Endure that you said, um, that really hits home for us is that it's all about community, right? Um, yeah. I, our gym has, we're pushing 200 members at this point. Um, and, and so there's, there's 200 people from 200 different walks of life, but they all come together and we, we do all these things. And then there's, there's things that happen outside of, um, outside of the gym. There's a, you know, there's a group that comes and they have a CrossFit Endure Bible study. And then there's a group that they have a CrossFit Endure um, investors meeting that they meet business, the real estate. Yeah. I've heard a lot of it. Yeah. yeah. There's, there's so many different groups that meet out of the gym. Um, and it's, and, and that's something that we probably pride ourselves in more than anything that we're not even involved necessarily with all of them. Um, but the community goes on and, and that's, that's really the key for us. And so when we were at the gym, I, I just, I, I always think, well, what, how can I take this elsewhere? Like what, where else could this community piece go? Yeah. Um, and so then you start looking at the, at the corporate setting and you say, well, well, what, what is it that companies are doing that is not allowing them to have that same community success or, or how can we bring that to a company uh, mm -hmm. and, and kind of help out with that? Somebody just the other day said that, that CrossFit does church better than church does church because, because the, that community piece there, and so we, that was the goal is how do we take that back to, uh, to companies? So, um, at that's a great bag. That's a great setup. Cause that has my mind going. Different directions. <laughs> right. Okay. That's great. So, so then we go and, and there's, there's some people from Affinity, mm -hmm. um, in particular, since you asked about that, um, 
that, that go to our gym and they, they had me out to lunch one day and they said, Hey, what can we do here? Like we love what's going on at Endure. We, we love everything that you're doing. How can you, how can you take this to our group and, and how can, what, what can you do to, to help us um, improve our company's culture and, and our, our wellness program and everything. And so uh, we just started brainstorming and that was really how I got started in the, the corporate setting. Um, but we do all kinds of things with, with them at this point of, I do luncheon services followed by office hours. So their employees can come in and uh, listen to an in-service uh, on nutrition or whatever, you know. Um, and then afterwards, I've got three hours that I stick around and they can block out 15 minutes that Agfinity pays for uh, that they can come in and ask me questions about, hey, you said this in the in the in-service. What does that mean? Or, hey, my my shoulder feels a little bit tight. It's not something that I want to go see the doctor for, but is there any stretches that I can do to maybe make it a little bit better before, before my next shift or something like that. And so that's one of the, the big things that we, that we do with them. And then we do the annual wellness screenings for them and, and really cool stories there. I mean, I've had a couple of people last year that, that I did their screening and they came back the next year and said, I remember what you told me last year and I've lost 60 pounds since, since last year, just because of that, that meeting. And so, wow. um, so huge success stories there. Right. And, and it's really a win for the company and it's a win for the person. And it's a win for me because I, I get to see all that happen. So this topic gets me so excited. I've had a million things running through my mind since you went there with community. First of all, I have to say, that you can ask any of the team members at True Safety. But when we do our, our good news check-in, like our personal check-in during during COVID times and all over Zoom, all over Zoom, was that I immediately told people, guys, I found a gym and like I found my community. Like that's what I told that's people. Awesome. I said, I found this community and I have never felt so great about being a part of this. This is what I was looking for, everyone. So that is so interesting that actually, you know, it's, it makes sense now that your, that your belief, your core belief is creating community. And that's instantly what I felt. And that's instantly what a lot of members felt. And I'll let people know too, because I've only shared this with a few people, um, is that uh, for listeners that don't know, I'm six months pregnant and, you know, being a working mom and, and running a business and, you know, I already have a one and a half year old. It's a crazy life. And when I got pregnant, those first couple months, as other moms can relate, I was really struggling, just like really sick and not feeling into it. And I have a lot to thank the gym and Clancy, actually, because, you know, I'm, I'm someone that needs accountability and that community piece and changed my life. You don't know this, but I'll tell you right now that when you texted me, I was just one day laying on the couch and you texted me. And you were, or maybe I was out of the office, but you were like, so you need to come back. Like you, I know you're pregnant and you probably feel really bad, but you were like, I don't care if you just show up, but like, you need to, you need to come back. <laughs> you didn't say it quite as blunt as that, but I, <laughs> that's how I read it. <laughs> and I was like, oh my gosh, I gotta get my ass back to the gym because I, because it goes down to the people piece of it, which is that we're, we're humans. And when you feel better, when you're healthier, when you take care of you, you can take care of everyone else. 
And that shows up in the workplace. And this is how it's all connected. And so going back to the community piece, this is really exciting to me because um, you and I were having an off-topic um, conversation at the gym or I think it was at the coffee place, but you were describing how your clients in the corporate setting, when the employees feel that they are heard and that they're being invested in, they treat the company, they show up as better employees, right? And so I think you described a story where you're like, it's not even Apollonia. I don't think it's even about the annual wellness. It's just that there's an, you, Clancy, you're the outlet for an employee that can describe an incident before they just go to the doctor and maybe it's an OSHA reportable. So can you talk about how employees show up when they feel that they're a part of a community and they feel that they're heard? Totally. So, I mean, community is the first word that obviously that we keep, we keep coming back to, but um, I think that, that what I noticed with Affinity is there is a definitely a little bit of a warm up phase to it. Um, when, when I onboard with a new company or something like that, people need to get to know me or, or in our team and things like that. But I think that, that one of the things that there's a quote that we live by, um, or, or that I try to live by the very most. And it's, it's people don't need education so much as, as they need motivation or inspiration, right? Mm -hmm. We can, we can do in services and we can do things to help, you know, I, I guess grease the skids for questions and, and get people talking. And, and I can, I can do all that stuff and I can science the crap out of everything. I can tell you all, all of the science answers, but that's not, you know, that's not what Betty needs who works in the office. And she already knows she needs to quit smoking. She already knows she needs to lose weight. She already knows she needs to go to the gym. Those like those things we already know. I can tell her about diabetes and, and blood pressure and, and heart attacks and stuff like that. But what she needs is a group of people or a community um, backing her, just like you said, right? She needs, she needs support and she needs to feel heard. And so getting a company to, to do something like that and, and to realize the potential there uh, is huge. And, and obviously there's a financial cost to a company to, to do that, but on the back end, the dividends that are paid are, are crazy, right? Healthy people are, are, they're harder working. They're harder to get, it's harder to get them sick. If, if there is an injury, they come back more quickly, less sick days. There's so many, there's so many things and I can give you numbers for that, but really the answer is if, if we can create a community that they feel cared for and that they feel that the company has, has brought in this guy that his only job is to make me better in whatever way that I feel that I want, both professionally and personally, mm -hmm. like that is so huge for people. They start thinking like, what do I, do I work for Google now? What, what is the deal? Why do I have like this own, this, this access to this guy? That's just, he's just here to help me. Develop personally and professionally because it's all connected. There is no personal and professional. I, um, you know, a lot of the, the guests that we're interviewing, we're talking about how there isn't a safety culture. There's just a culture at work. And I think there isn't safety excellence. It's just performance excellence. And so I think that's how it's all connected. And I agree with what you're saying is that if we're healthier, if our minds are right, if we're taking care of ourselves, we're going to show up that way at work with 
uh, less incidents or if an incident happens, you're able to come back, bounce back quicker. And so I think that, yeah, that, that community piece is the foundation of it all. Yeah. So, I mean, how cool would it be if, if you had a company, um, that, that obviously you guys have been involved with and, and you develop that safety culture, but if Apollonia is not right there, um, you know, hounding people, which driving is, it. Yeah, driving which is what we don't want. how cool would it be if there was a culture that is like, Hey, Dan, I see, you know, you just lifted that pallet like an idiot. What are you, what are you doing? Why not, let's, totally. But like, we don't do it that way. You know, Clancy's going to, Clancy's going to come talk to you about that or whatever. What if, what if the company had that culture oh my gosh. that said, Hey, like, let's look out for each other. I, I, Dan, I want you to keep working for a while. I like having you as a coworker. I don't want you, um, you know, I don't want you doing that hurting yourself, you know, Hey, Hey Sue, what if, what if we cut the cigarettes back to, to, you know, a half a pack on, on, you know, your, your breaks or, or whatever, instead of, instead of that, like, I think that's really the answer. And that's where I, I go back to that same quote of, we don't need education. We already know a lot of the things that we need to do. There are fine details that we need to learn for sure, but, but we need inspiration. We need everybody to kind of band together and, and say, this is, this is how we do things at this company. Oh and, my and I think when you get that, then, then everybody wins. Everyone wins and your culture at an, at an organization goes to the next level. And what's wild is that our listeners, it's just going to be too much. This is just too wild is that everything that you just touched on is everything that we talk about in the safety world. And you're not a safety professional. You're not like an <laughs> occupational OSHA, right. you know, safety guru. And it's so um, it's so ironic that that's what you just touched on is everything that we talk about is safety professionals are oftentimes all gathered around talking about the same thing. How do we get, how do we create a community where when the safety professional is out on vacation, they're not on the job site? How do, how is the safety culture continue on? And so how you just described it, when people are truly looking out for the person that you're working next to, when you're really your brother's keeper out in the field, out in the shop, that's how true culture is created because the foundation of the culture is care. You know, if somebody really cared about Susan, they would tell them to cut it on the smokes, the smoking breaks. And same thing with lifting incorrectly. It's those little things where you would feel more confident to speak up and say, hey, we don't do things that way here. And so I can imagine you get a lot of companies coming to you asking, how do we, how do we take our culture to the next level? And um, so that's really interesting. I think think so much of that, like I said, is just it, it, it is about developing the culture, but I, I think lots of times we've gone about it the wrong way. And, and we, and, and instead of um, like, we, I always, I always use the term lead from the front, right? Like if, if you live your life in this way and, and, and we bring energy and enthusiasm into a company, we breathe life into the company, we're leading from the front and, and, and we're saying, Hey, this is what I do. This is what I, you know, this is, this works for us. This has worked for this company. This is what we should do. Um, and then get the employees buy in and, and let them feel heard um, as opposed to just, you know, drill and kill everything and, and cram it down their throats and say, no, you, you do this this way. Yeah. Give them the choice to give them the option to make the right choice. Mm-hmm. Because I agree with you that the information is free. Google's at our fingertips and we definitely 
know what to do, what not to do as far as health goes. And then the safety side too, when you're at work, nine times out of 10, I'd almost say 10 times out of 10, when I'm investigating an incident, the person knew what they were doing was wrong. And it was the culture and it was the environment around him or her that they that they moved forward with that risk because it was accepted. And nine times out of 10, there was somebody standing right there next to him. And they said the same thing. I knew what he was doing was wrong, but I just didn't speak up. Right. And so that's how that's how it's full circle. And so what's something that's on your mind right now that you're working on that you're super passionate about? What do you, I know you have a lot going on. You have multiple businesses. Yeah. Uh, so what's kind of on your forefront? I know you got a vote recently. Uh, yeah, we got a vote. That's a, that's a, the, what I'm passionate about right now is learning <laughs> how to make sure that thing doesn't sink. Um, <laughs> I think that, that uh, I guess what I'm passionate about is I, I, we're, we're driving the gym forward. We're, we're, you know, working with, with these companies and trying to get, get them going. And, and I think, um, I think that's really it. I mean, I, I that's, that's what we're trying to do. Uh, how can we make people better and, and whatever it takes to do that? That's, that's the goal. Yeah. Yeah. And do you have some examples? I mean, it could be inside the gym or it could be, um, you know, it could even be with some of your corporate clients is, let's say someone's listening right now and they, they're trying to take their, their safety culture, their culture at work to the next level. And they're hearing what you're saying that it's about community, but like, what would be some first steps? Like how, you know, how do you even, how do you even get there? How do you even achieve, achieve that? Yeah, I think, um, yeah. So, so that's, that's where the challenge comes in, right? Is we can sit here and talk theory about like how cool would it be to have this culture? Um, but the, where do we start? How do we, how yeah. do we get there? And really, I, I think um, the best way to start and the best way that I have seen this work is from the top down, right? You need to have buy-in from your leadership that says, hey, um, you know, this, is important. this hasn't worked in the past. And, and honest self-reflection of what has and what hasn't worked within your company is mm -hmm. key, right? If you if you're not fully honest and transparent with yourself as a leader or, or your, how your company is going, then there's no way for you to improve because you're, you're never going to change anything. Right. So leadership has to be on board right up front. Mm -hmm. Like that's, that is top priority. Um, and then it just start, has to start trickling down and you have to say, Hey, look, we, we need this, I, I guess, liaison, or we, we need somebody like this to come in and say, um, Hey, he's not even an employee of our group. It's, you know, this, this guy or, or this group, and there's plenty of, there's plenty of me's out there. It's not like I'm the only one that does this kind of thing. Um, this guy, we're, we're bringing him in to help. And then it's, um, it starts with crickets. It, it really does. Cause people are like, wait, we've done this, this way forever. And now you're bringing this weird guy in, but you have to commit to a process, right? Yeah. Yeah. You have to say, okay, Clancy's going to be in here once a month or once every two, whatever you decide um, for a couple hours. And we know that he's probably going to sit there and, and people aren't going to come to him or he'll do an in-service and, and people aren't going to show up for the first couple, but, uh, but eventually it works. It always does. Um, and the infection takes over essentially, right? People will, sure. people will start asking like, what is that guy doing? And then, and then they'll, they'll come in. And now 
um, you know, after doing things like just the other day, I, I walked into Infinity and I was like, okay, I've got an hour. I got to just like get in and get out. I've got, I've got these two little things to do. And it was two hours later of people like, Hey man, you know, with COVID, we haven't seen you as much lately. When are you going to be ramping stuff back up? And, um, so it was great. I mean, people, people remembered me. There's 200 and what, 225 people at that company. And they, they remember maybe not necessarily my name, but he's that guy that helps with this. And mm -hmm. uh, let me ask this question. And The program is evolving and they're embracing it. And so actually, you know, I'll back up really quick because I realized there's a lot of companies. I work with a lot of companies that don't have wellness programs right now. And that has been a hot topic in the safety world as a wellness program. And so I'll back up super quick for just companies that for people that actually don't know what a wellness program entails. And maybe there are listeners that are interested in implementing something like this, but they have no idea where to start. And when you're talking about annual wellness exams, they don't even know what that means. Right. Like they get the general concept, but like, what are some actual deliverables what do you actually do? Let's say for, you know, a company like Ecfigny or, or any corporate client, what are some things that you can actually do in a wellness program and how have you seen that evolve? Yeah. So I, I think first of all, like every company is different, right? And, and so not every company's needs are the same. And I, in a lot of ways, I really even hate using the word wellness because there's so many wellness programs out there that are like, um, Hey, if you buy our software, we'll send your employees three emails a week or whatever. And, and then that's your wellness program. And, you know, so there's all kinds of things, um, in a wellness program, but I, I, I think that, uh, first meeting with the, with the company and saying, what's important to you, what do you guys need? And that that's great. And then, so I'll just give you a few examples. Um, I had already talked about, um, the annual wellness assessments where I, I check things like, yeah, what is that? I don't even know what I'll, I've, I've worked with one company that did a they did like a pre-physical, um, like a pre-employment physical where yeah. it was really beneficial because for an example, we would have, so we had somebody come in, they were a truck driver and we did um, like range, I thought range of motion exam. And so he wasn't later at that company involved in an accident, a vehicle accident. So for an example, for all my safety professionals, this is why this was, this service was crucial was because he was in an accident and they workers comp, they spent money getting him back to where he was at baseline. They didn't right. spend the years to get him into a place where he never was to begin so that with. company wasted all that could have wasted so, all that money. So, yeah. So I do exactly that with Affinity. Even um, we, we do range of motion assessments. We noticed that um, lots of their workman's comp claims came from shoulders. So now okay. all their new employees, um, we do a baseline range of motion assessment um, for their shoulders. Okay. And, and then if there ever is a claim, heaven forbid, then, then we'll, um, we'll deal with it at that time. Uh, but at least I have that baseline information. And then at baseline as well, um, these are things that Agfinity doesn't even see from me. I keep it on my end within my company. Um, and I'm very upfront with the employees about that. We check all kinds of things with them. We do um, at baseline when they get their, you know, their drug screen and all that done, I'll check blood pressure, heart rate, um, 
we do, we offer, uh, I have an ultrasound machine and we offer a body fat assessment for them. Okay. If they choose to do that, some people get leery about it and say, no, I don't, I don't want that. But most of the people actually really embrace it. And they're like, yes, yeah, I would love to know. Um, you know, there's more to just my weight than, you know, than what the scale tells me. I'd love to know what my body fat is. Um, so we offer that, uh, and then finger stick blood work, you know, run a quick lipid panel on them and say, Hey, um, you know, these are some things that we noticed your, your cholesterol, we've got high and low cholesterol and this is good and that's bad. And, um, so just a, a baseline picture of, you know, where that employee's at. We For, do that on day one. Yeah. On day on, one at Infinity. Yeah. Before day one, they get offered the job, they come, they pass the drug screen. And then we say, Hey, there's this optional wellness assessment, which nobody ever turns down because it's free. Right. They're like, yeah, sure. I'd love, I'd love that. So I do that with Infinity. Um, and then I also do a annual wellness assessment where I, I go back to all the employees again and I check the same stuff. I'm like, hey, on your hire date, you were this and now now you're, you know, your body fat's 2% less. Good job. Or sometimes it's the other way. Like what, what's going on with you? Um, yeah. And Agfinity never even sees that because that's the, the employee's medical information. So I don't even share that with them. Okay. Okay. Um, I can provide aggregate data to Agfinity for all of their employees, but I can I can't single someone out and say, you know, hey, HR, this guy is overweight. You need to watch out for him. That would be sure. But you had somebody you 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 said in the beginning is that you did have you know I'm sure a couple cases, but or maybe a lot of cases, but somebody did their pre-employment with you, and they said, hey, like I took that data. And I, during their annual, they said that they lost 60 pounds. Is, is that what you, what happened with that? Yeah. So I had, I've had several of, of those um, where I, I come in and, and, you know, for their annual wellness assessments, I try to schedule like 20, 30 minutes with each, each person um, because that's, that's one of the, lots of companies will do like the wellness screenings, um, but they don't tell them anything and it doesn't, doesn't actually help. Sure. What does this data mean to me? Hey, I just did this. This this, doesn't mean anything. So I sit down with everyone that wants to do it um, and we'll take as many days to do it as we need. And, and so I sit down with them and I, I go over their information and and say, Hey, like, you already know that you're overweight, but here's what's happening with your blood work. And here's what's happening with your percent body fat and things like that. And, and so those are the kind of things that, that people say, wow, I knew I was overweight, but nobody ever showed me any of this other stuff before. Now it makes sense. Now I'm motivated to go do something about it because I can see, uh, I could see what's happening. So every year I check their employees. Uh, and, and then, and then we also do, like I said, the in-services with, you know, a couple of office hours at the end where people can pop by and say, Hey, you did the wellness assessment on me three months ago. I just wanted to check in on my progress with this thing or whatever. And we test it again. And so, Uh, So that's, that's one of the things. Um, And then two other really cool things that I'm doing with that community I want to share. I know we're probably getting close on time. Um, We, we have, we're starting a, an optional Facebook group, a community Facebook group for their employees. Is this Uh, such a great idea? Oh my goodness. Yes, yes, yes. They, um, and and it's totally optional and and some of them don't have Facebook and that's, I mean, unfortunately it's, it is what it is, but, but we wanted to be able to reach their employees as often as possible without me spamming their inbox and that sort of thing. So, so we're creating, and this is a new thing. We're creating a Facebook group 
that their employees can opt into. And then I can just start dumping information like, Hey, try this healthy recipe. Hey, there's a, there's a workout that I want you to do. Um, or, Hey, here's three things. I, I want you to get up every hour during your workday for the, you know, the employees that, that work behind the desk. I want you to get up every hour and do these exercises at your desk. Um, so it gives me access to, to dump a ton of information at them and, and then share successes. Like they can post, they can post things and I can kind of obviously moderate the group and make sure that it, it goes in the direction that we want it to go. But that's one of the really cool things that, that we're starting with them. Um, and then also anybody who wants individualized attention, I've, I've negotiated with Agfinity a discounted rate where they pay for part of it and the employee pays for part of it to have some skin in the game where they can do an eight week lifestyle reset. And we work on whatever that is with their employees for eight weeks. I had a lady who wanted to quit smoking. We worked on smoking cessation. I met with her every week for eight weeks. Agfinity footed the bill for part of it. She put some skin in the game as well. And we almost got like all the way by the end of the eight weeks, she was down to like just a couple of cigarettes a week. I think she had four on the last week and she was a couple, she was a pack a day kind of person before. That. Yeah. Yeah. No, this is, no, this is so exciting because every conversation with any safety professional that we've had on the show or just off topic conversations that I've had is it's centralized around culture and culture AKA everyone is community. And when you have a community, that's a positive one. Think about the company that you're working at right now and you need to do a gut check and an assessment of what, what is allowed here and what's not allowed. It doesn't matter what your policies that are in HR's office that no one's read before, right. but what is accepted, what's not accepted. And are you getting motivation? Are you helping create uh, an accountable culture at your company. And this idea that safety culture starts with community um, is incredible. Clancy, I thank you so much for providing that perspective. And I love the tangible steps that you gave of, you know, it, it takes, it takes baby steps to get there, but one yeah. way is like a Facebook group, like, wow. Absolutely. And I think, I think the key to, to this is lots of times people or companies think, well, this is a huge investment. This is going to be, you know, a lot of money. I'm not going to see necessarily a direct line item that shows exactly how much money this saved me or made me because it's hard to provide that exact number sometimes. Mm -hmm. But I think the key is that it doesn't, you don't have to start off with all the bells and whistles. You start with one or two things and we work on that for a few months and then add to it. You can start as big or as small as you want with this. Um, and you can do it on your own. It's, it, I mean, this is, this is easy stuff. All we're doing is building a community. We don't need to, we don't need to over-science it here. Well, I'll, I'll tell you that you're a really humble person and you're a subject matter expert in the health world. And so this stuff comes second nature to you, but I'll let you know that out of out of all the clients that we have, no one has embraced a solid wellness program. So it might be simple to you, but I'm telling you so many people would benefit from exactly what you're talking about, working with you, working with a company like you. But um, I just know you're super humble and maybe you don't even see your own gifts as much as other people do, but holy smokes, if somebody could come in and help create a community at your organization, you know, that would be huge. And it sounds like you provide that. So that is, this is a gift. I'm super excited. Thank wow. you very much.
Awesome. Well, we'll go ahead and wrap up, but is there any final, there's one last thing that I wanted to end on is, um, you talked about motivation and how people, how education is free. And, you know, I completely agree with that, but it takes motivation and inspiration and this accountability community to maybe help you get to the next level. Um, how have you seen, how have you been able to motivate maybe some of your personal clients at the gym or at, in, even in the corporate setting? Everyone's different. And so how have you found, what, what advice would you give if somebody came to you and they're trying to motivate um, their workforce or maybe motivate themselves? Yeah, I think, um, I think just listen, right? People, people want, I, I hear so many times at the gym, people say, oh, I can't do that. Oh, I could never do that. And all you have to say is, well, well why not? And lots of times you don't even have to answer that question, any of their questions for them. You, you just kind of guide the conversation. You listen and you say, well, well what makes you feel that way? Well, um, we had a girl in here the other day that she had always wanted to do a handstand, but she's been coming for a couple of years and she's never done a handstand before. Mm -hmm. And uh, she's like, oh, I've never done that. I can't do it this way. And I said, well, why not? And because uh, I'm scared. Okay, well, I'm, I'm right here. We'll help, you know, we'll walk through it. And um, we'll do these three steps to get up to it. And by the end of the day, after a couple of years, she's like, she got a handstand. She was so excited. And it wasn't even that I did anything. I just, I just listened to what she was scared of and then, yes. and allowed her to work through it in her brain and, and allowed her to answer her own questions out loud. And I did nothing. And I that's think, the best answer that I've ever heard is if we, that's a takeaway today. If you could just challenge yourself and see how much are we showing up for our team members at work? How much are we showing up for ourselves, and how much are we using this? I can't phrase and let's uh, make a pact to remove that from our vocabulary. Because if you can, if you can believe in yourself and if you can believe in the people that you work around or work out with, whatever it is, then, then we can all become better. We can all go to the next level. So um, I knew that this would fly by. I can't thank you enough, Clancy, for your time today. And uh, you're out there changing lives and you're bettering people. And I just can't thank you enough for that gift. So thank you. We will go ahead and link um, all of Clancy's information. That way you could get in direct contact with him if you have any other lingering direct questions, uh, links to the gym. And if you have any questions, just let us know. But thank you for listening today. Thank you, Clancy. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for listening to the True Safety Podcast with Apollonia Rockwell. If you are looking to save time and money with your safety program this year, we'd love to hear from you. Head to truesafetyservices.com slash podcast to schedule a free call with our team, where we will help you identify the biggest opportunities for growth in your company and safety program, and we'll connect you with the right resources to help you grow. Again, that is truesafetyservices.com slash podcast. Thanks so much for listening. We will see you next week. And if you haven't already, make sure to subscribe to the podcast and share with your friends. If you know anyone who needs to hear this episode today, click the share button and send them this episode.